Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. What do you think of when you hear the term soulmates? Do you envision that old couple who walk down the street each afternoon hand in hand? Do you see a pair of partners who seem to read each other's thoughts with little or no audible speech? Do you recognize soulmates by some indescribable look in their eyes as they connect, a look that seems to say forever? In this episode, we'll take a look at the notion of soulmates, we'll consider what it takes to be soulmates with someone, and we'll think about whether we might want to seek out a soulmate for ourselves. It seems reasonable to start our perusal of this topic by identifying the traits that mark a person as potential soulmate. We can begin by noting that the term mate is part of soulmate. That suggests that some special sort of compatibility is a hallmark of soulmates. In previous episodes, we've taken a look at the many ingredients that promote compatibility. In particular, we've seen that compatibility between two people entail the following dimensions. First is good alignment across the aspects of life that matter deeply to the two partners. These include core beliefs, worldviews, and attitudes about life. Religious beliefs and acceptance by the partner's extended families can play into this alignment. More superficial differences don't undermine fundamental alignment. Second is general agreement regarding what goals to set for both the individual partner's lives and for their shared life. This includes agreement as to the relative priorities of these goals. Third is good interpersonal chemistry between the partners. Each member of a couple must have a personality and personal style that the other finds interesting, engaging, validating, and otherwise attractive. The partner's personalities can be quite different as long as they don't frequently or strongly clash. However, the partners in relationships that show long-term stability tend to be more similar than dissimilar. And fourth, generally speaking, Enough similarity in socioeconomic standing that lifestyle differences don't introduce significant conflict into the relationship. This also implies that there is not a large power imbalance between the partners. It's worth noting that none of the dimensions of compatibility that we've just reviewed are exclusive to a particular kind of close relationship. They can apply to especially close friends, to lovers, or to life partners. Similarly, those dimensions are not tied to any particular goal or purpose of a close relationship. They can apply to platonic or romantic relationships, or to relationships whose goal is companionship, or shared pleasure and experiences, or shared support. Some people define soulmates in a very general way, as two people who share a very high degree of compatibility per the dimensions we've just reviewed. I see a soulmate relationship somewhat differently. To me, a soulmate is someone who is deeply connected with a partner at a profound level. Such a person goes beyond being merely very compatible with their partner. In addition to compatibility, I see the following additional threads of connection between soulmates. First is a depth of caring and actualized love that transcends any self-interested recognition or recompense from the partner. A soulmate relationship is the opposite of transactional. It is unconditionally loving and giving. Second, a degree of openness and willingness to be vulnerable to one's partner, with the intention of being fully known by and accessible to one's partner. That openness is made possible by a deep sense of safety in the company of one's partner. Third, is an unshakable foundation of trust and respect that is built from deep knowledge and understanding of one's partner. 
Fourth is a level of commitment to one's partner that is comparable to, or even beyond, one's commitment to their own personal goals and interests. That is the basis for a soulmate spirit of giving to their partner. Soulmates are interdependent with one another. And fifth, a strong desire for, and a tangible, felt sense of, deep connection and belonging together with one's partner in a way that makes the partners feel inseparable even in the face of major life challenges. The preceding list of traits may seem so angelic and superhuman that it makes aspiring to be someone's soulmate a daunting or even unattainable task. Is it even possible to be someone's soulmate? My belief is that it is indeed possible, though not in a flawless, consistently perfect way. As humans, we all have good days and bad days. We sometimes act in accordance with our aspirations, and at other times we stray from our intended path. What these inherent human foibles suggest is that being someone's soulmate is better defined by how we orient and conduct our life with them, rather than by any absolute judgment of our ability to always satisfy our relationship intentions. Even with this reasonable reduction in the expectations laid on soulmates, it's clear that such relationships are a rare and precious thing. They require that both partners have deep self-knowledge, well-developed emotional intelligence, strong personal security and self-assurance, and an ability and willingness to look beyond pure self-interest. Soulmates place one another at the core of each other's lives. That promotes ironclad mutual commitment, caring, and support, which in turn strengthens the bond between them. The result of all this bi-directional love and support is a relationship that is unusually strong and resilient. With the constellation of personal traits and the degree of alignment that's necessary between two people to become soulmates, one might wonder how such well-matched people might find each other. My answer would be, beats me. I would expect a large amount of luck to be involved. However, people can radically alter their luck by what they do or don't do to make themselves visible and accessible to others. As in pursuing any kind of relationship, it's important to visualize the sort of people one is interested in meeting, as well as what sorts of venues and events such people might frequent. Fishing in such places might increase the chances of finding other highly compatible people, though of course there's no certainty of that. One aid to finding well-aligned partners is to educate oneself in how to recognize such people. That, in turn, starts with honing one's self-knowledge so that one can recognize when there's alignment between oneself and a prospective partner. Without a well-developed radar for compatible others, one might encounter them but not react by doing what's necessary to initiate a connection. Another thing that one can do to prepare for seeking a soulmate is to focus on personal growth and evolution. We're all a work in progress, of course. If one aspires to find a soulmate, that's setting a high bar for oneself, given the many special attributes that accompany being a soulmate. We need to prepare to sustain our side of any intimate relationship with them. Also, since they will also likely be scanning for potential soulmates of their own, we need to do what we can to be recognizable as such by them. Attunement and living consistently with what we seek should improve our chances for success. As a person who was inspired to promote deep human connection through my work with Two Open Doors, I have a strong interest in understanding soulmate relationships. My hope is to open my life to relationships with that much depth. My beloved wife Penny is one such connection. She and I both recognized the specialness and depth in each other, even though we're very different in terms of personality and life experience. We're very well aligned in terms of the things we really care about, though. We each bring different sources of joy and excitement into our relationship. 
Our mutual respect, caring, and kindness toward each other are profound. We occasionally stumble like any couple, but when we do, the goodwill that we have consistently banked with each other sees us through the storm. Of the gifts I've received, the one I most value is my capacity for love and the desire for deep connection that this love produces. I have room in my life for soulmates, and I am hopeful that they will recognize me even as I recognize them. Having such people in my life is the greatest gift I can wish for. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors.